0: You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission—it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the FitMind FitBody podcast. Today, we talk to Nicole Woodfield. She is an ICU nurse who once raced penny-farthing bikes. Yes, you heard me right, penny-farthing bicycles. And now she just loves running. Enjoy. On FitMind FitBody today, I am really excited... To chat to a fellow Launcestonian and Launceston running club and running buddies person, Nicole Woodfield. Hello and welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, thank you for having me,
0: Michelle. I'm so excited to chat to you, almost because it's we've had a couple of times of trying to connect and it hasn't worked for different reasons. And so we finally got a time where we can connect and and like you've got a gravelly voice which you thought maybe... Wouldn't work, but I think it works really well on the podcast. So I'm glad that you chose to still come along, even though you, you're you a bit croaky. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Nicole. You were referred to me. I actually had you on my list because I've got a long list of people I know who run, <laughs> and uh, I already had you on my list. And then someone else who I interviewed a few weeks ago said, "Oh, you've got to talk to Nicole Wood." So I'm like, "Oh, funny you should say that." <laughs> I've got her on my list, so uh, so I reached out to you, and eventually we we've connected. Let me start with asking you a little bit about your background. Where did you grow up and all that kind of stuff? Give us a little bit yep. of that.
1: So I grew up in Launceston, um, spent most of my life here. I have moved to Brisbane for a year with my husband when he started his nursing career. Ooh. And then um, we fell pregnant, so we came back home to pregnant? have our first child, Maddie. Um, yeah, so nice. pretty much spent most of my time in Tassie. Um, love it here. It's a beautiful place. It's peaceful. Mm. It's a great place to yeah. raise your family. So... Yeah, that's oh. where my my journey started and I'm still
0: here. <laughs> well, you went away, can't you? Uh,
1: that's pretty cool. Um,
0: although, yeah, if you're going to be a place where you're going to stay still, I think Tasmania, I think COVID's taught us that. I've talked to so many Tasmanians lately. Sorry to everyone who's not from Tasmania. No, I really am sorry that you're not from Tasmania. But um, <laughs> so, COVID is like if you had to be trapped in a place while we, you know, weren't allowed to move around a lot. It kind of had, everything's there for us and it felt kind of healthy. And, you know, you could go to the mountains or the beach and just felt like we had a lot more freedom. And I suppose for a while, we didn't have much COVID either. So we kind of felt blessed, didn't we?
1: Funny you should say that. I was actually a COVID nurse <laughs> at the hospital. So um, I started running with uh, a colleague who was never a runner because there wasn't anything else we could do. And because we were COVID nurses, we there was no immunisation then. Oh, so wow. we just decided, well, if we run together, if we're going to infect each other, then it's, it's going to happen it's... at work or, yeah. or being together. And and now um, she's planning for a first half marathon. So... Oh, no. Nice. <laughs> So, the, so COVID that's, worked really well for us as staff. COVID created a bit of a,
0: a health plan here or a bit of a running plan, I should say.
1: It <laughs> was great for our mental health. We got to yeah. get out because it was quite a stressful time at the start of a pandemic when we didn't know anything of how it was going to unfold. So um, running was our go-to. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll,
0: we'll come back to that in a minute because I know it is such a big part of your life and, and your journey at the moment is, you know, navigating what COVID's done to the health system and, and how you fit in your normal life, let alone any kind of running or whatever around that, or how that's helping you or, or not or whatever. But before we do, while you were at school, because I always skipped all around school and you got all the way up to having kids before we talked about <laughs> no, That's fine. Tell me, <laughs> when you were at school, did you, did you do any sport? Were you kind of a sporty kid? What happened there?
1: I wouldn't say I was a very sporty kid, but we grew up um, – in a family with siblings, we were always, we lived with an oval behind us. Yeah. Um, so we're always out there playing a bit of cricket or a bit of football or running around. We, we would go home when the lights turned on in the street lamps. Yeah. We're like, okay, that's time for tea. Um, so we were quite active as children. But I was more into hockey. I absolutely loved hockey. Um, Did that all the way up to year 12. Um, And I had to stop that because I actually got ovarian cancer, so I wasn't able to play. I was um, quite unwell. So when you you were quite young,
0: though, you got that when you were quite young? Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, but I was also riding petty farthings. What?! Yeah, I'm not even five foot tall. <laughs> so scary. And I'm
0: like, I know I'm taller
1: than you. <laughs> so I, I've always done a sport that interests oh. me, not just because it's the popular sport. So, yeah, yeah I had a penny farthing up until That's I was about 21. So you, um, you did you live near El- Evandale? Like I'm trying to think, how do people want to do Yeah, my farthing. parents moved me there when I was in grade eight. So oh. I used to kind of have a bit of a mock about it because my parents were in the comedian. and I used to think, Why would you, you know, play hockey? And then I got on one one day and went, this is actually interesting. And from there, I even rode in New Zealand, um, rode, I used to ride from Evandale to Launceston College when I only had a two hour class and ride my bike back, but it didn't fit in the bike rack. So I used to have to take it into class. I'm
0: just, just thinking like I've done the um I used to do the Nile Ten Mile quite a lot years ago when I first started running and it would be on the same day that the penny farling race was on. <laughs> you would see them like coming down yep. to uh into the Clarendon house or whatever it's called. And then it was just I can't even imagine you like yep. riding it to school. <laughs> it just seems crazy.
1: Yeah. Wow. It was um it was People were interested. By the time we got to school, the teachers like, "Can we have a turn?" I was like, "No, (laughs) it's actually got skill." I was going to say, "It's
0: not like you're getting on a bike,
1: (laughs) and there's no brakes." Oh, there's no brakes. I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh, you're very brave. Just... oh look it was just a really interesting thing to do with a group of people yet again it's a bit like running you get together with a group of people and you go places with your bike so yeah I rode from Christchurch to Umaru in New Zealand did their like our, like our national penny farthing championships and, um and, thoroughly and enjoyed that and then came home my
0: head's just trying to put it all together um <laughs> you,
1: how, how old were you you said
0: something about 21 or something uh,
1: yeah, I, I, I sold it when I was 21 um, to help with my treatment costs, but I started riding when I was 17.
0: You would have so. been quite young then. Like, to me, the, a lot of the people that I would, maybe I just imagine it, but they all seem to be... 30 older. and above. Like they felt old. Yeah. Like I was 20 when I saw them running past me and I'm like, oh, they all look older. But they're We're probably not. People,
1: they're mostly older people, <sighs> I guess, um, who've been bike riding and then just want to yeah. take it to another level. And it certainly is a very high level. <laughs> it's a highway up. A <laughs> but I enjoyed it. It was a really fun thing to do. And <laughs> it was great to be able to um, support the community that I lived in by, you know, um, exploring going around on the penny yeah. filing, people and talk to you about it. So, yeah, it was um, a different sort of sport. And when right. I played hockey, people were like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> how do <did laughs> you get into that? <laughs> and, and then, but, yeah, I like, enjoyed it. My brain goes, how do you travel? with? The,
0: like I see people travelling with their bikes when you're at the airport. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that's kind of awkward.
1: <laughs> that seems they really awkward. They do come apart. Oh, do they, they come apart and you have to put them in big bike boxes. So getting to New Zealand was kind of... Um, I'd never traveled overseas on my own. I'd never been in state of oh, wow. Maine. And I took this bike to New Zealand, um, not even knowing where I was going when I got there. I just put it back together and away we went. <laughs>
0: that, that wheel seems like it would be bigger than you, the, the, That the main wheel.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm, tra- does that come apart? I'm sorry, I'm asking <laughs> this a question. So I'm thinking, that's a really big box <laughs> to go onto or whatever it is. That goes. Sorry, I'm probably obsessing about it now. It just feels quite. <laughs> Wow, I'm impressed. I was not expecting that so there you go. There you um, go. <laughs> so, so unfortunately you had to give it up. So yeah before before like just before you had a diagnosis of cancer, did you were you going off to uni? What, what were you doing once you left school? Where, what were you yeah, doing?
1: so I'd finished year 12 and I was Ooh. still writing that big bike, yeah. um, and playing my hockey, but I was um, fainting a lot, um, feeling unwell. I spent eight months trying to get a diagnosis and then mm-hmm. ended up in hospital um, with internal bleeding um, and was diagnosed mm-hmm. and um, spent six months fighting because I, I was given a three-month um, uh, life expectancy wow. at 20, which was pretty um, had to mm. yeah absolutely because mm. I was going off I had just got a job at the ANZ Bank I was going to study to be an economist everything was going fant- fantastic and then all of a sudden mm. I was like oh, oh what are we going to so do now mm. yeah so um, exercise wasn't possible Ooh. I was pretty much bedbound. bound um, and then my journey back from there was quite um, difficult. Um, it was really hard yeah. because I was just fatigued for probably another year. Yeah. So when yeah. I go to play hockey, I couldn't run up and down the, the field. I just yeah. couldn't do it. So um, that made it really hard because I'd always had sport. I'd always mm-hmm. been doing something, you know, but I couldn't get up on the mm-hmm. penny farthing from all the surgery either. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? Mm-hmm. So I bought a Kelpie and <clears throat> started running. <laughs> I just got a Kelpie. That's cool. They're beautiful. (laughs) I
0: bought a Collies and and stuff. You know, I got a Kelpie now.
1: So I started walking with her, but she would pull on the lead and I think that hurts my stomach. So I started doing little jogs with her and was building up, doing little runs with her. But that was just something I did on the side just so I felt like I was doing something. Moving and mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, it it certainly threw a spanner in the works, but it's one of those things. So I sold my bike um, to help pay for chemotherapy costs.
0: so coming out of that how how many years did it take to when I don't even know sometimes whether you do recover depending on whether you're talking about mentally and physically from those kind of ish things that happen to you
1: yeah so when I went into remission I actually didn't know what the word was (laughs) and so I had to say is that bad (laughs) is that worse than I've already got and they were like it it means you've healed it means you're you're recovering so you have a five-year Remission period, mm-hmm. where they're very closely monitored, especially being ovarian cancer. It's mm-hmm. a serious disease it's um, a because it's hidden.
0: It, it's hidden, isn't it? Mm.
1: Very much so. Mm-hmm. And so I still get monitored yearly, um, mm-hmm. and you know I've grown other tumors. I've had more removed, and I guess um, in the last year I've now got one in my liver. So hence I said, "Who wants to come to Uluru for a run?" <laughs> so oh. A couple of weeks ago we went to Uluru um, and ran the rock just to go let's get out and do something. So every time I get a an issue with my health, I make a goal and it's usually something my husband goes, Oh man, this is crazy. And we go and do it. Why are we doing it? Oh, that's so cool. So it sounds
0: like how old are you now,
1: Nicole? I am forty three. Yeah. You're ancient. (laughs) I know. (laughs)
0: <laughs> 10 years feeling. younger than me you know <laughs> not exactly 18.
1: um
0: so, so but it sounds like the cancer has um you know or just the illness has kind of followed you for, through all your adult life, life yes. really.
1: when i was in canteen which is an amazing an amazing um organization and i recommend it to any young person mm-hmm. who's living with it or has a parent or a sibling living with cancer we had to make a statement about how cancer is our journey yeah. and i said a thing called good grief because we were all diagnosed with dying we weren't yeah. expected to survive mm-hmm. so i said it's like a shadow we all have one mm-hmm. sometimes it's in front of you and you can see it and it's really in your face you're like today it's really yeah, struck a chord awesome. with me mm-hmm. i'm struggling mm-hmm. sometimes your shadow is beside you So you can see it, but you don't have to look at it. You just know it's there. So you might be Mm. impending tests coming up this month, and you're like, oh, Mm. sometimes your shadow's behind you, you don't even see it. Your shadow's always with you, but you're not looking at it. You know it's there, it's on your back, but I've got bigger things to do that day than worry about it. So I, and I explain that to my children because they need to understand the process of Mm. my journey, Um, is my shadow is just in a different spot, and that depends where my mental health is around it. Yeah, I love that.
0: Just, uh, I got a personal like my husband got diagnosed with cancer at the start of COVID and it was it's a rare dangerous sort of one like they all seem to be um, but he's now you know like you in remission and and they, they had to check him pretty regularly for the first six years um, but yeah I mean we've been through some of the cycle but certainly not for the length of time that you have I can only imagine how tiring that is but I love that analogy you give though that being able you know knowing that you know, there's there's it's a shadow there, there but, but it's it's yeah. not necessary. It doesn't have to be always in front of you. It can be off to the yeah. side or, or even out the back. So,
1: I've given talks to hospital doctors when I was actually going through my mm. illness because I was so young, mm. and I'd often say to them, "This is quite empowering to have cancer. It's like my it's like my little hero cape. Mm. Um, I can use it to do good." Mm. Um, and at 20, you're still, you think you know everything and you're an adult, you're still a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned that now. <laughs> I
0: know, isn't that funny? Kids can yeah. to my 20-year-old. He doesn't believe me. I don't get it. But anyway, I'm trying.
1: <laughs> I've learned a lot since then. But it definitely um, is one of the reasons why I run. I feel like I can empower myself to do things my body shouldn't even be here let alone yeah. be able to do these things so that's why I love running so much so, so you've you been battling
0: you've been battling these these conditions or um, they keep finding um, tumors I think that's what you call them um and but I know that you you've gone on I know you're now a nurse and you've been a nurse for 10 years or yeah. more or whatever yeah. so did you do um, Did you do anything else before starting nurse training or is it a lot of that being, you know, the kids and, and everything else that's gone on and you're, you know, dealing with your health? issues as well is that how that's worked
1: for you yeah so I we started our family when I well Maddie and I were only a few days apart so I turned 25 when I had her Mm. um which was wonderful but still in oh sorry 24 when I had her so we're still in that five-year period so it was quite a stressful time Mm. for doctors I was chilled I was happy I'm gonna be a (laughs) mum I'll let them worry about it I don't need to worry about
0: that (laughs) and if you you had ovarian cancer too so like you know my very um you know educated brain would go oh I can't have been easy necessarily to have a child so
1: you can't have children we were yeah. told we would never have children yeah. so then it turned to I don't want a career I'm happy with a job doing whatever I need to do I want to be a mum and I want to have a family mm-hmm. and then our son Luke came along two years later oh. so we've got two beautiful children and then uh, a couple of years into just before he started pre-kindy I was like I need to do something and so I said to my husband I'd like to do nursing he was like really because you were an awful patient you <laughs> were grumpy how could you manage dealing with grumpy patients and I was like I have kids I think I could do this so I went <laughs> off and studied at UTAS and um, oh, wow. yeah 2012 I um, graduated and I love my job and I you said
0: you I said, I said he's a, your husband's in this also
1: he is. Yeah. Oh. So he qualified um, well he actually started his nursing journey when I was ill because he said, if you don't make it, I want to take this journey and be able to do it in my career mm. so he planned to either work with the paramedics or as a yeah. nurse so he started his yeah. nursing career and um yeah he's been doing it ever since so wow. the kids never get a sick day off because they have no. to go through They're both parents now it's like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on no <laughs> so between kind of Having kids and nursing, I just I just worked whatever jobs were around. Mm-hmm. It's quite happy because yeah. being a mum, I only want to work a couple of days a week anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. and since now nursing, I barely see my
0: family. Easy yeah. oh, <laughs> time as well to be a nurse, for heaven's sake. So, how did you? Let's get to the running bit. We've got all those, you yeah. know, the, a little bit of a picture of who you are. It's only a little bit. We can only do so much in these conversations, and we're very complex us humans. But. Um, <laughs> how did you get running so you were penny farthing and, and you were hockeying and then you had a little bit of a, a break there while you had to heal so how did you start running
1: so i was working in the emergency department when we had a lot of um, uh, patients presenting through the ice um, issue we had here in my hometown and there was a lot of violence and i was struggling to want to go into nursing being that i'd, I'd been hit a few times. Yeah. And one of my colleagues, Jason, top guy, he's very motivational, said, You need to start running. And I was like, Oh, away from them, sure. <laughs> and he said, No, come on, we'll go out for a run. And I was like, Oh, I haven't run in a long time. So from the LGH, we went down and did a 5K run. And I think I stopped 20 times, my lungs were burning. So I said, are you trying to kill me? <laughs>
0: You know, I used to ride penny farthings.
1: What are you doing? But <laughs> he was running marathons, so these little runs, he must have been scratching. He said, "This, this girl cannot run," but he persisted, and we kept going and we kept going. And I was doing night shifts, so we were running at the end of my night shifts. And by the end of the year, we did the Point Pinnacle full half marathon That's in the snow. Awesome. <laughs> And I've been running ever since and he brought other people in to run with us and we just formed a little group and it just became the exciting part of a really hard night shift was in the morning at 7.30, I'd be at the front of the LGH and we're going for a run and we'd do heels. It was hard. hard, But it it just gave me this sense of um, empowerment to go, yes, this is hard at work, Mm. but there's other good things that happen in life too. It's not just work-related. Mm. and um I stopped running since
0: when was that when was that tell us
1: that was in 2016 wow sorry
0: and you've just and not only that you've been like a a rolling ball and collected lots of you know gathers moss or whatever so you've collected lots
1: of people along the way as well Oh, we, we have made so many friendships along the way. And um, a friend of mine, Amy, who Jason started running with, I remember running with her the first time. I'm like, where's she gone? She'd <laughs> fallen over. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, oh, man, that's not good. At least I haven't fallen yet. So I've ticked from there. I haven't done that. But then we've become, like, very, very close. And she said to me, go to long system Running Buddies. I was like, oh, I'm not a runner so I had done a marathon I had done my halves so I had but I'm, but I'm not a runner I couldn't run with people these are just colleagues that I was running with so I went to the Lancashire Running Bodies and Scott and Kat were amazing beautiful yeah. people and everyone okay. there has been so lovely that I've been doing that now for probably three years Wow! and um oh, they're just the 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 enjoyment you get out of running, even if you're running a hard, you know, slog on a Tuesday night or a long run on a Sunday, the chitter chat that goes on, before you know it, you know, an hour or two has passed, you've had a great time, and you're like, oh, that just got my K's under my legs today. That's great. <laughs> Look at what I've done. Look. And everyone's journeys are amazing. And that's oh, the one I thing I really that. love about running is, mm. and I guess it's a nursing thing too, you hear about people's stories and what they're mm. doing and their, and their, then you give your story and you're like oh wow and then you find out half of us were at the same running event at some point and didn't know each other it's, right. it's like oh snap <laughs> that's it so I really ah oh, running's you know I do it four or five times a week now it's oh, just wow. my thing and I've run with sometimes my kids come to running buddies yeah. and I don't think it's usually because they want ice cream afterwards uh-huh. <laughs> my husband tried but he's he's a mountain bike rider I can't convert him <laughs> It's but all right. We
0: can't have everyone.
1: No, <laughs> we try.
0: He might have a fall though on the mountain bike touch wood, and then he'll go. Oh no! I think I'll start running. me doing
1: mountain bike riding and it didn't work, so I don't it's so go scary.
0: <laughs> I find it scary. I tried to do a girls mountain bike thing once, and I was like, oh, this is really scary. What do you mean you want me to go down that hill and over that rock and through that river? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> i'd rather do a marathon <laughs> yeah i know so you said you did a marathon tell me a bit about that how did you end up doing marathon yeah one. So, i don't if you might have done multiple now
1: no the first one was hell, <laughs> i had um a part of i guess my health journey i had major surgery um and had a um like a rod put through my stomach because the chemotherapy left me with a lot of stomach issues yeah. and I thought oh the surgeon said you'll never run again you, you walk but you won't run and I was like oh, nah goal time so I said I'm gonna do a marathon and he said you then, can walk then can't you I was like no honey I'm gonna run it and he was like you, you won't and I can tell you why it was hard because I had two years of pain post that surgery and oh. I just kept running. But I, I ran the Launceston Marathon when they did it around like Heritage yeah. Park. Yeah, all the laps. Three laps and I'd had enough. <laughs> I was in agony. And I was like, but it's only like a little bit more to go. And if it wasn't mm. for beautiful running buddy friends there and people cheering me on, I think I would have just quit. <laughs> but it was, it was tough. But now I'm training for my first trail 50K oh. in October. <laughs> Goal setting. <laughs> oh, So I've been doing a lot of training up around Trevallon and the Gorge lately.
0: Beautiful place. amazing there.
1: If people ever want a stunning place to run, Mm -hmm. it's marvellous. Just got to watch out for rocks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and snakes in summer. But that's okay. That's still beautiful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I I encourage anyone who ever wants to try a marathon to do it. I didn't have the training up, I guess, that I needed Mm -hmm. because I was only about four months out of surgery. So it wasn't really... um, Planned well enough. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm headstrong. I'll just yeah. wing it. And I, got, I got to about the 27k, the cool push pass. i thought I'll be right. <laughs> so um we got yeah. there in the end. I remember getting home. My children were like, it's okay to fail sometimes. I was like, yeah. Have you huh? seen my bling around my neck? And I I like, You're joking. You did it. Oh wow, we didn't think you were. Dad said oh, we had to be really nice to you when you got home. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> family
0: <laughs> oh so, that's kind of sweet though yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you feel when you've crossed the line knowing all the how the hardship you had to go through even in the event let alone leading up to it
1: well it was interesting I was I wanted to get into the five hour new, knowing I hadn't done the training that I needed and there was a gentleman behind me and I think this is who I've become as a runner, he was struggling. He was teary. I was teary just because oh. I don't know. And I said, to him, come on, we'll keep going. And we kept going. And he said, I was just watching your little legs. You're so short. And I'm like, I don't know if we're friends anymore. Um, and we <laughs> just kept going. And when he got to the end, I turned around and said, how are you going? And he was crying said, I just had to do this for my mental health. And I was like, well, we did it. And neither of us cared about our time. It was never about the time. And I said to him, thank you for sharing the track with me. Mm -hmm. And I say that to people all the time now. Thanks for sharing the track. Mm. So no matter what race I'm in, I was in Canberra not long ago and this gentleman was like, he just stopped us. Are we okay? He said, yeah, I'm a bit tired of some hate. The finish line's 400 metres up there. He said, I've done enough. <laughs> I'm like, come on, let's go together. We'll share the track. And that's kind of been my little
0: saying now. Mm.
1: So I'm not about times. I'm not about distances. I'm more about the journey yeah. to get to the end. Yeah. And I think the journey is the important part because everyone's going to get to the end if they mm. want to. Mm. It's what you say to yourself along the way, you know, I can do this and, you know, you have those times where you're like, oh, I'm so stupid, why did I even do this? It's killing killer Then You have to really go, hey, I'm not at work. I'm not doing the housework. I'm actually out on the track and this is what I love. Well done. Keep going. And then you start pushing that on to other people. Hey, you're doing really well. Oh, love your shoes. They're great. You start talking about shoes, 2K down the track, they're like, I will stopping. Well, now you've done 2K more. So just keep going. And it's about having those chitter chats with people along the way so that everyone feels that that journey to the end is the empowering bit. Mm. Getting to the end is great. (laughs) I think the empowering bit is if you actually pull apart your race or your Mm. event, it's that journey of all the kilometres. The end is just when you get your medal and you drink and you sit down (laughs) and you go, wow. But everyone... If you listen mm. to all the runners, they all talk about, oh, when we turned that corner, or did you see it, that part of, you know, the mm. 4K, no one ever really talks about when I stepped over the finish line. Yeah, You always hear them pulling their parts of their race apart, yeah. and I say that's because it's the journey. Yeah. We're always on a journey. And if you get to the end and you didn't get the time you wanted or you didn't place where you wanted to, that's not the actual important bit. Your body did the best it could on the day. And you need to thank it for that. And that's what I always say to people when I run now because I see so many people getting frustrated or an injury or and they're awful to have, don't get me wrong. But I think if you say, but, you know, today you went out and you jogged 10K you couldn't do yesterday. Yeah. Be happy because that's 10K you've done. And being a nurse, I see people in wheelchairs, they can't do yeah. this.
0: Exactly. I always say you are more
1: blessed than somebody else to be able to do those Mm. things, whether you do it with pain or a group of people or or, um, on your own. Mm. Always thank yourself for what you can do because there's so much negativity in the world, particularly with COVID. Be happy that we're out and about. Like we laugh and giggle. People must think we don't take (laughs) running very seriously at all (laughs) because we're loud. We went to Uluru and our group was so loud. Some of the um, uh, people that were taking, like say, the camel ride were like, I'll take this rowdy bunch. We're not rowdy, we're just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta enjoy life. And if you're yeah. gonna run, enjoy it, not take it as a an extra burden. Burden's yeah. housework, you know, burden yeah. can be doing, you know, extra tasks at work. Mm. Running is invigorating, so you should feel that way and not feel like, oh God, I've got to do five runs this week on my plan. Yeah. If that's how you feel, I sort of say to people, rethink about how you're presenting that thought to yourself because if I'm out on the road running or I'm on a trail, I'm in the best place, you know, and
0: Tassie's (laughs) a great place to do trails. Oh, it so is. And really your thoughts are up to you and what's going on in your mind um, is entirely up to you. Too many of us think uh, that we have no control over what goes through our thoughts, our minds. And although we do have lots of thoughts and sometimes they are thoughts we don't want to have. We can also, um, this is what mindfulness teaches us, and I'm sure you're well, uh, well versed in this, and that is we don't have to give it any power. So if you're having negative thoughts, they're just negative thoughts. I've heard yeah. um, therapists and things talk about a bit like your shadow. It's there. Yeah, okay, it's there. I can see you. I don't have to give you any attention. It doesn't have to be that thing that's in front of your, your face, which is a little bit like your analogy from earlier, and I thought, which is, you know, really powerful. Um, one of the things you were, were talking about then um, in regards to the, it being the journey, when I talked to Pat Farmer, who's like a, an ultra Australian ultra runner um, in, a guru, um, he was saying one of the things he loves about those long runs is the way it pulls you apart and then puts you back together again by the end. And it kind of made me think a little bit the way you talked, especially because your journey has been anything but easy. It has not like you just put on your shoes and head out the door and everything's fell in place for you like it has for many people. Um, you know, it's it's been a bit of a struggle here and there. Um, so you know, it is like that that being pulled apart and being put back together by the end, um, which is the journey of getting to the finish line. Uh, I also, no, when I. Um, first started running myself and was still really enthusiastic, but when I was completely, you know, running's amazing. Why doesn't everybody do it? Which I still think, but I was young. (laughs) I hear my 20s. I used to turn around at the end of the race and go, wow, we've all had a run, but everyone's had a different experience. Like we all have had, we've all got our own story. And as you said, we share those stories at the end of any run, whether it's a training run or, or an event um but and everyone's story will be different and it's quite fascinating to me even though we did the same thing started at the same place and finished the same place and ran the same course it's um different which I always find which is probably what this podcast is about all of our journey here to the to a point of running is different and there's something to be learned from everybody so I love what you're sharing it's amazing (laughs) it really is incredible um so when you, let tell me a little bit about your everyday running. So obviously you're running with the buddies maybe twice a week or so.
1: Yeah, How, depending on my do? shifts. I prefer to do the Sunday runs, but often they're after night shifts. So we mm. always get a bit of a giggle because I'm swaying. But once I get started, off i are. go. <laughs> and that's just, yeah. Wow. Bit- shift work nature yeah thing. hard so tuesday i'm usually starting my night shift so i um don't tend to always go and in, in winter i usually go over summer um but i tend to run my long runs on a monday um and pick a couple of friends who might only want to do say five or ten yeah. and then i'll add on to that and and do whatever distance so i'm trying mm-hmm. to do a half marathon every week um but oh, i'm wow. up to about the 25k mark now weekly um uh, but not this week because um a little bit of laryngitis, so I'm just taking a little easy. Nice um, yeah. yeah, and so I try and run. So I formed little kind of groups as I go along. Mm-hmm. So I've got um two beautiful ladies that I run with um regularly, and we just we laugh more than we run. Mm-hmm. I think we take photos more than we have steps, and we ah, just we mm-hmm. just banter. And mm-hmm. and that I love running with them because they're about the journey and the experience, they're not set on goals for time or distance they're just like we might say we'll do 10 today and then we're like oh, we do 12 <laughs> cup of tea time you know? <laughs> and you know and then we'll go and have a chat or something and we just natter about what we're seeing or what we're doing and um they're starting to head to trails so the three of us are going to a temporary island um no. yeah and we don't know what t- distance we're all going to do we're just going to get out and run so by then I'll know I can do 50 yeah. um hopefully <laughs> Can keep that momentum up, um, and we'll just we're just gonna banter as we go along. It's just about being on the track together. Oh. So I'm trying to increase um, how often I'm running. Yeah, but it is really hard because it's winter.
0: It is harder but to get out when it's winter.
1: I did do one with Tim with the buddies two weeks ago up around Trevelyn. That was yeah. 24k, and it was minus five, and oh. it was cold. <laughs> But it was so much fun. It was like being in a winter wonderland and that's what I like. And then the next week you go and you do the same track and it's dry and there's different people there and you can chat with different people. Yeah. So I love the fact that Tassie does have these um, four options. seasons in a day <laughs> and I everything looks different every time you go. But I'm enjoying running even at 5 o'clock in the morning.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I just get out on. when I can. So you a head, head torch on when you do the 5 o'clock in the morning ones? certainly do. <laughs> keeps me awake <laughs> it sounds like you're you're always um or you often running with people or do you sometimes run by yourself how does that work i do
1: run by myself um but i generally because there's so many people that i enjoy running with if i do a bit on my own and then catch up with them near the end of the run mm-hmm. or if they pull out because we're really good if someone's like mm, not feeling it today mm-hmm. i'll just head out on my own and run mm-hmm. i really enjoy doing perth to bradalbin yeah. If anyone's ever done that track, it's really peaceful, but it's windy. Yeah. So it's a really good training for, um, like, if you want to go to Flinders Island and run, yeah. went there last year with the buddies. That's a stunning place. Isn't it I amazing? recommend everybody. I, love that. Oh, I, yeah. I would recommend everyone go there and have a run. There's just something amazing about that place. And the people over there are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like, just finding new places to go to. We've been running around Launceston for a while, and it can get a little bit boring same. doing the same track mm-hmm. but when you've got people with you the conversation's different yeah. so you know yeah. I enjoy that but I've, I've done running funny <laughs> funniest I've probably done is on a PO cruise ship every morning. Oh <laughs> we, went, we went on a 12day cruise and every morning I ran 5k around the deck of but Strava wouldn't put it on there because I wanted to see circles all through the oh. um, ocean. And it didn't download and i was no. so pissed. i was like that would have oh. been the coolest thing oh that's that's not fun <laughs> but it was an enjoyable run because it was just me there was no one there yeah and everyone else was probably hung over but not You're me. fish <laughs> yeah.
0: did they have a track like do some of the ships have like a track on the deck
1: but no but by the third day the staff knew where to put the deck chairs so that wasn't in the way of my way oh, no. and they were really lovely they'd stop and encourage me <laughs> oh that's awesome you should, oh I just
0: want a drink station here no. <laughs> <That's fine.
1: laughs> that's I love it <laughs> so I've run around like I've gone to, when we went on a family holiday to Europe I ran in England ran around the Queen's mm-hmm. Palace that, that was kind of interesting oh, run in amazing. Italy France um Vienna pretty much everywhere I can get I don't care if it's a call it's still a run. Yeah. Um, Run in New Zealand. Um, But Uluru was one of the probably highlights for me. We went over, I put a call out to the running buddies, anyone want to come for a trip to Uluru? I thought maybe two people (laughs) might come. I think there was a group of nearly 20 of us. Wow, that's amazing. (laughs) There was no event, but we did do the Launceston um, Marathon as a virtual. And we had a ball, we ran the 10K. And then we did lots of activities around it. We went helicopters, we went on camels, we went to Catajuda. That ended up being another like nearly half a a marathon hike the same day. (laughs) We just had a ball. And just as the buddies, um, uh, some of the members came with us, it was just fantastic. So I've now got this new kind of feel for how I want to run I just want to go to places with people run if it's an event great if it's not yeah, we make one too.
0: <laughs> yeah well it sounds like you take your event with you <laughs> it's
1: like... we, did. we were going along I remember at one point I said oh my god there's a coffee van over there and it was cold we took the Tassie weather with us it was freezing oh, wow. it was like Two degrees, I think, when we ran, it was so cold. And I'm like, "There's a coffee machine in Polaro." We all started running a little faster. It was a caravan that someone oh. was living in. It was oh no!
0: They didn't like make you an instant coffee or anything.
1: <laughs> we all thought about it because we're freezing. But it was just the most magical place oh. I think I've ever visited. It's very spiritual. Mm. Um, I can see why people connect to land there. Mm. If anyone ever wants to do something totally amazing head to Uluru. um we went to Yalara and stayed at the resort there and the people were stunning they thought we were mad um because we ran so far but it was you you know so if you if you have a dream of where you want to run just put your hand up and say anyone else want to come and as runners we'll go anywhere because
0: you're all a little
1: crazy (laughs)
0: <laughs> so, when you're when you're running Nicole and, and by yourself do you listen to anything or those moments in the longer runs where you might be by yourself or you've got people do you have headphones with you or are you more uh, listen to your what's going on around you or your thoughts or
1: I do a bit of way? both if I'm up in and there's no music it's just mm-hmm. so beautiful to hear the sounds of mm-hmm. the birds and things up there if I'm running near cars that's an annoying sound for me, so I'll have yeah. music playing. Okay. If I'm running with one of my kids, i put my music That's on. also
0: annoying sound. <laughs> I
1: um, I'll often have my headphones in. I'll even say to the buddies on a Sunday run, they're just there because I don't like the wind in my ears. Or if I think, oh, I'm starting to drop my pace and we're doing a, a faster run, I put my music on to get my pace back going again because it can be really handy. I know people listen to um, storybooks and things, but I don't. I listen to really fast music that I wouldn't (laughs) normally listen to. It's not my genre, but it gets my little legs going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's really cool. So (laughs) what's going through your mind on those times when you're um, not listening to anything and you don't have other people around to talk to you? What kind of things do you think about when you're running?
1: oh gosh I think I actually shut off and I don't think yeah. it's peaceful That's I cool. have a very um I wouldn't say so stressful job but it's a very intense job working yeah. in an intensive care units so it sounds stressful
0: think, to the yeah. people from the outside that sounds pretty stressful to me
1: um it's a fantastic job and I love the people I work with in my environment but you, you're thinking all the time so mm. to get out and have a run and just not think And you think you can't do it, but it's mindfulness. You actually just stop thinking and you just appreciate the things around you. So I'll be like, wow, like in autumn, this is stunning, you know, Mm -hmm. or in spring, look, all the colours are coming back in people's gardens or, you know, you just start to look at other runners and then you give them a smile and you think just be in the moment and appreciate right now is what you have. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be one of these runners that goes, when I get home, I've got 10 jobs to do. I think about that when I get home. (laughs) My running is my free time, so my mind needs to be free as well. And I don't say, oh, look at my pace, I'm a bit slower now. I used to. I was very attached to my watch. Mm-hmm. Now my watch and I have a less um, committed relationship. I don't mm-hmm. look at it as much and I just want to run for how I feel or my heart rate. Yeah. I think if my heart rate's in a good place, then I'm in a good place, regardless of my speed or my distance. Um and I think that's the important for me is to not make this another job.
0: Because
1: yeah. as a parent, we have a lot of jobs, yeah. or as a or as a person who works, we have a lot of yeah. jobs. Running's not a job. Yeah. Running's a joy. Yeah. So when we do something we enjoy, whether it be art, crafts, music, we we don't think of anything but what we're actually doing.
0: You have provided me with loads of like little quotes. <laughs> You know, with like running is joy and running is my free time. You know, I'm like, oh, some of these are really good don't <laughs> remember when I'm writing some stuff like
1: shirt, I'll know where you got them from. I know
0: exactly. I'll be like, TM Nicole. <laughs> Copyrighted. Anyway, they're they're really cool. I'll be able to to use them in the uh, the podcast notes is one thing that I'm thinking. Um when did you call yourself a runner? Do you think? Like earlier I heard you say I'm not, I I'm not a runner, even though I don't like at one point, you were calling yourself not a runner, even though you'd done a marathon and blah, blah, blah. When do you think, or do you, do you call yourself a runner now?
1: It took me until I think doing the, um, it's just over a half marathon on Flinders Island. Mm. I felt like a runner yeah. and I loved it. There was just something about it. And I actually said to, um, two of the runners from buddies who were more than 5k runners but we worked together as a group yeah. and we got them up to being able to do over the half and that was only in a few months and that when I saw them increase their distance and their time on their legs I was like I think I'm a runner mm. but it took <laughs> nearly five years to feel that because I'd spent the first few years trying to reach goals yeah. I had to do this mm-hmm. and I had and it became a task yeah. um, or I felt Another like I process. Wasn't, yeah and I was seeing people achieve some amazing times Mm. I'm like why am I not being able to do Mm. that well my body's not designed to Mm. be there my body's designed to be my run Mm. so I had to figure out what my run was and as we were doing more time on legs I realized I like long distance running I don't like the shorter ones Mm. and that's when I thought I'm a runner because oh. it takes a lot of effort to run for hours
0: it does <laughs> it so does i agree and in the journey it was a, just a different journey than the people who are running the shorter distances i think it's just a totally different yeah
1: journey. and i think you've got to find your purpose and your place in running um like people love park run i do it and i think oh, it kills me it's <laughs> five really fast yeah it's, so I haven't really done them very much, but I know how much people enjoy them, mm. whereas I would be happy to go out on a Saturday morning and run a 15 as my mm. short, and I'm happy with that, and I, and it's just time on legs for me, Just yeah. that's just my happy place, yeah. um, and if I'm cranky, my husband, like I should say, Here's your shoes. Goodbye. And one day he did that and I had my fastest 5K because I was cranky that he asked me to leave and just go for a run because I hadn't run for a few days. Yeah. He was like, you're just really cranky. And uh, I did. I, I beat my time by five minutes. And uh, I was like, I've wanted to do this for years. And it just took my husband growling. I'm not growling, but getting me out the door. Then I was like, who does he think he is? And then did a PB that I'd been. And and because I wasn't planning on it and I wasn't pushing myself to get to a pb i was just running fast I and get home i got it there you are so it's trying not to put the pressure on yourself i think because i hear a lot of people want to reach pbs and things yeah
0: yeah
1: it, it takes time and it, you've just got to be in that right head space or someone kick out the front door and you get it because <laughs> <laughs> get grumpy with someone
0: <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how to. I don't know uh, how to put this, but when I when I was got divorced in my late twenties, um, I ran some really good times because <laughs> I was very grumpy. <laughs> you know, I was like, my mum would say, "What are you running away from?" Because she's an art therapist. <laughs> and, I'm running to something mum I'm running to the new me you know it was like but I had this kind of real drive at the time uh yes but it was inspired by events in my life perhaps you could put it that way running
1: just do that people say oh it depends on how much you've drunk it Mm -hmm. depends on this um I run a lot of my night after night shift yeah and that's that's a 10-hour shift with maybe one cup of water the whole night so Yes, we have our injuries and we have our body fatigue. I run fatigue. I live fatigued. <laughs> but <like> it's it. <laughs> your mental place that gets you to where you're going. Yeah. And if you just smile as you're going, you kick more endorphins in. It's actually true. You smile. You make endorphins. Yeah. Yeah. You can have the worst run ever and if you start smiling, someone's going to think you're laughing at them or for them or something's going on. Something's or if happening. you've got someone with you and you say, just tell me a joke and they give you one, you're like, okay, I'm doing better. Yeah. But also give yourself permission to go. Today is not my running day; it's a movie day, <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> and have a free day because your body does get yeah.
0: tired. It certainly <laughs> does. So, um, now we've identified that you are okay to identify as a runner. Now that you've um, got to a certain place, and you said, "Yes, I can. I can be a runner now. That's cool. I'm a runner." Um, when you can't run for some reason. Uh, how do you feel like how do you deal with that because sometimes sometimes it's you know you can't run for something you're injured or some other things maybe work's just piled so much stuff that and there's just no way you can run for a week or something how do you deal with some of that in your head
1: I get cranky mm-hmm. and then I think hang on a minute sometimes life's not about me mm-hmm. and I have to think about the people around me yeah so I went and put a gym in our house <laughs>
0: oh good on you
1: <laughs> like i on the treadmill <laughs> So I can still do what they need. And yeah. if it's 10 o'clock at night and I need yes. to run, I can do that. Yeah. Um, so I, I figured running is my my passion. It's my mm. mental health. It's yeah. my physical health. I have a very physical job. Mm. We do a lot of physical work. Mm. If I can't run on, say, two days I think, oh, I'm on night shifts now, I will get out and run even after night shift in the worst mm. weather because I need to get out. I need yeah. to run. I find I'm not probably as easy to cope with if I haven't been for a run. Mm -hmm. Um, I wouldn't say running's an addiction, but it certainly is so good for mental health. It's like feeding. If you eat good Mm -hmm. food, you feel good inside. If you rubbish food, you're not going to feel great. Running's the same. If you at least get out three times a week, I'm good. Mm. I'm really good. But if I only get out like this week, I've only got out once, by tomorrow I'm going to be Probably going for a run
0: after my lunch. I'm glad we're talking to you now. <laughs> yeah. Before, <we> run. <laughs> I think I think that it's that acknowledging that you've that you how good you feel, and that even if you don't want to go for a run for a particular reason as well, sometimes that's not related to an injury or life circumstances. Um it's it's just understanding that you will feel better once you start running and then certainly when you finish you'll be very grateful that you that you headed out the door it's it's remembering all of that because we don't always make healthy choices as humans we weird, yeah. especially when we're tired or for you know our emotions are playing tricks on us and um, for all sorts of reasons um we don't always make the best choices so it's finding those little triggers and I guess you've had many opportunities in your life because of you know your health challenges you've had to to play with some of that whereas some of us who haven't had those had those problems um haven't had to is that does that make sense so it's, I think yeah. makes, you're I think quite strong like that's really what I'm saying is you've been really strong I think and able to <laughs> thank you
1: to, I think to, if you yeah. find a good place where you really love mm. running and it means something to you um even if it's like your old school oval and Mm. it's school holidays and there's no kids or anything I'll just do two laps of walking two laps of running before you know it you're going to do 10k or you're going (laughs) to do your 5k it's it's getting to that point but drawing people into your journey is so important it's such a wonderful experience to run don't do it on your own if you don't need to Mm. draw people in because um I have people running with me now that were never going to ever be runners Mm. and now they're like when can I do my half? <laughs> I'm like, whatever you want. You're you're in charge of this, you know. You can do whatever <laughs> you, you feel you want to ready. do. Yeah, you know. And I'm just here to to watch you. I love. I'm not competitive. Never have been. Yeah. I grew up with siblings. There's no point of being competitive. <laughs> Only one's ever going to win. Um, but I love seeing other people happy. Yeah. And that. And if you can take someone out on a run and they go, oh, I did really well today. I feel great. That's all I can ask for. I guess that's a part of my nursing as well. We're always trying to heal people or yeah. make them have a good day yeah. in in difficult times. Running's the same mm. for me. If I can take people out on a on a run and they feel great at the end, I feel like I've got something out of it from their run as well as my run. Yeah, yeah. So if that. you can't, if you feel you can't get out, get to one of the running clubs yeah. and and you will you'll go all oh, that time I have to run and you're going to feel great about it. So yeah. try and run with other people. Don't yeah. always think, cause can get a bit boring on your own, mm-hmm. So especially on treadmill.
0: Oh, definitely on treadmill. <laughs> May as well be swimming and looking at that yeah. line at the bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, how long do you think you'll run for Nicole?
1: Oh, I'd like to keep running for as long as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. So I just keep telling myself every day is a new day. Yeah, And, um, I see people that are running, I, I did the Gold Coast Marathon and there was a gentleman next to me and on the back of his shirt, he said he wanted CPR. I said, what's your pace? And he goes, oh, I don't know. And I was like, this is when I was all about pacing a time. I'm like, you yeah. must know you're standing next to me. You must be fast, you know, or you must be planning to do a certain time. He said, no, I plan to get to the end and not be dead. I was like, oh. And I said, well, I'm a nurse. Do you want me to give you CPR? needed because if we could run together so I started running with them and they were just hilarious <laughs> and they got to the end but they were in their 70s if I can um, do that and not have a care how I look how yeah. other people perceive yeah. me because sometimes I mean I look at runners and they they've got that running body I don't have that I just have my body but I see so many people now that 95 percent of runners they're not the runners you see like on the olympics no.
0: They're not how you imagine when you go a runner or a marathon runner, for example.
1: Yeah. Mm. They're just people out that. there having a go. Yeah. And I think that's I just want to keep running where I can have a go. Mm. And when I can't, I'd like to then go into a supportive role, you know, and go to events. Like even after I do the 50, I've signed up the next day to be a volunteer. I oh. like a walk. <laughs> I hope there's a chair. <laughs> you sit <on>. I'm volunteering. <laughs> But that's the whole thing. I, I'm going to get so much enjoyment watching people the next day do their yeah. events yeah. and cheer them on. And that's that's what I love about running. You don't have to be the runner to be in a running event. No. You can be true. a volunteer as well. You can be someone's support runner. Yeah. Um, you can be the cheer on the side. And I have a lot of friends through running buddies that even when they're injured, they'll come to events and cheer you on. Yeah. And honestly, it's, it's like another family. I love it. You know? And that's why I think just keep running and when you can't become another part of the running group. So I guess until I can no longer move.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll sit in a chair and wave a flag or <laughs> do whatever you need to do. Absolutely. Hand out medals or something. <laughs> I love it. So obviously you've talked about really enjoying trails. That's what, what you were saying before. Do you think that's what you'll do most now as you go forward with your running?
1: I think I'll still do a bit of both um trails are very hard on my knees I've only been doing trails for maybe four or five weeks yeah oh okay I had (laughs) yeah I had plans to be doing more but I ended up in Canberra um with a sick child so um some of my annual leave which I'd planned all these great runs didn't happen but that's that's being apparent um so I do like being out and it's more technical so you really do take your mind away from thinking of anything Mm. else because you don't want to fall over um and I don't want to see a snake (laughs) (laughs) so I think I'll do and I have friends who don't want to do trails but I enjoy running with them on the road so I think I'll still do a bit of both because why not because you you can and
0: that's that's very cool isn't it I love it um This is a silly question, but I've started asking everyone because I'm trying to compare if it's personal uh, for me. How many shoes do you have? How many running shoes?
1: (laughs) The truth? Yep. Uh, (laughs) I um, always have two pairs of my road running Mm -hmm. shoes and I alternate between them because I might run five days in a row and I know that it's better for the cushioning Uh that you have. Then I have trail shoes. Uh-huh. But I change my shoes about every three to four months. Yes. I, love, I love double shifts. It's the only way I can afford my lifestyle. That's
0: amazing.
1: But sometimes my shoes still look brand new, but I just know that in running in them, I'm getting sort of a bit of back pain or I'm getting some back of the knee pain, I think, okay, I've worn them down because, you know, some weeks I might only run 40K, but if I'm in a a challenge or something or I'm training with other people, you can run a lot more. And and in a month, that doesn't take very long. Plus, I have a dog I have to walk as well. So so I have dog walking shoes too. Of course
0: you do. And so what happens to your retired running shoes?
1: (laughs) Oh... We feel the rubbish bin. What else can you do with them? Because I've worn them down. There's, there's no marks on them. They've, half the time they've still got tread, but there's nothing. Left. They're like walking on concrete.
0: And said so they don't even become your walking shoes?
1: Sometimes they will and then throw their walking shoes out. But it got to a point where my husband was like, do you have anything other than gym clothes? And I like, no. no. <laughs> and, and what's wrong with that? <laughs> I have no high heels. None whatsoever. <laughs>
0: Yeah, mine are hidden (laughs) at the back of the cupboard, behind all of the running shoes. But I'm very, um, I'm not very good at throwing them out, even when they get really old. Like I tend to still have them around and I might just put them on to go walk the dog or something (laughs) occasionally, you know, sort of those sort of shoes or then they might become almost more like slippers around the house but yeah. I'm not very good at running at throwing them out and I should get better I'm also not very good at having two pairs of shoes at one time to run with um and mostly yeah. I feel really bad because I've been running for so many years and didn't really realize how important that was until I started the podcast <laughs> and, I was like, oh, really? and everybody I ask goes yes I have at least two pairs of shoes that I rotate to. I'm like
1: "What?" Nobody I did. only knew it when I started running longer distances. The next day I put the shoes on again. i thought, mm. like, oh, this is really <laughs> painful. And someone said, don't you have two pairs of shoes? I so, said before. Yeah, I had was. no idea. So I ran for about four years without yeah. two pairs of shoes. And then when I went into the shop, I was like, buying two pairs of shoes today? And they were like, everyone does. I was like, oh, okay. Mm.
0: I feel <laughs> I like kind of I've missed the <laughs> whole conversation somehow in the last 30 years. I don't know where it went, but I missed it. I must have just zoned out every time somebody was talking about it.
1: The trail yeah. shoes, oh, my gosh, how amazing are they?
0: They are pretty cool. I've oh. got like a hybrid pair at the moment. <laughs> like there's a bit of both, which are pretty cool. Oh,
1: I'm loving my trail shoes. They are amazing. Oh, Until you are trying to run
0: on a footpath with them, they're not much fun on a good pair yes. tra- Actually, it's not really fun on a footpath. No.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway. Shoe talk. We'll just change this to shoe talk. I'm, <laughs> I'm just trying to build up all of the evidence to say to my husband to say I need to buy at least another three pairs of shoes at the moment. Absolutely. Last, last bloke i talked to just before you he was like oh 10 to 20 pairs and i'm like oh my gosh let me, let's talk about that,
1: <laughs> How does that I've, got, work? I've got four on the go at the
0: moment there you go see evidence <laughs> i'm gonna to have to get my husband to sit down and listen to these conversations i'll try <laughs> yeah good luck um <laughs> with him, tell me how do you think and this seems like a crazy question after this conversation we've had but how has running improved your life if you didn't run what would you be missing in your life
1: I think it's the empowerment um that you have some control over your life we work you know we're set times to work we have to run our kids around we have chores around the house to do they're set things running then gives me an additional that I can control when I want, where Mm. I'm going to do it, how long I'm going to go for and who I'm with. So all of a sudden I've got a little bit of, I'm not just mum or Nicole, the nurse, I'm me. There's no name, just me. And that's the important thing for me is that I can go and do what I need to do um, without it being a concern. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that.
0: All right. Um, is there anything about running in particular that we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about? I'll ask you for tips in a minute, but is there anything yeah. about running in general that you like to share or your running journey in particular that we haven't? It's
1: watched? not free. Everyone tells you running is free. It's not. When you go in and you start running with other people, the equipment is fantastic. I always, I would say, you know, have good equipment and things. But it's not free because all of a sudden you want to start running in every state, every competition, every event. I thought it was going to be and
0: another shoe conversation for a second. But uh, you're talking about.
1: It can be consuming, but enjoy it because I don't know how many medals I've got in the house now and I just should put them in a shoe box really. Um, but I guess for me it's like don't just think you've got to run in the same place, same time. Go out there and experience something. You Go and try a 10k in Melbourne, go and try <laughs> Uluru, Flinders Island. I mean, there's no. so many places. Make it about finding yourself when you're running. What mm. makes you happy? Um, what career aspiration you might go, you know, actually what I'm doing, I don't like. You'll figure that out on your run because you're just there for you. Mm. No one's asking you, the kids aren't asking you for your meals. They're at home. <laughs> it's the time for you to go, where am I evaluating myself? And that's mm. a really important thing if you're running and you are on your own. Is take that time out to ask yourself, are you okay? Mm. Am I happy with what I'm doing? Mm. Take the extra hour if you need yeah. on running. There's a few more K, okay, but yeah. you, you get to talk to yourself through. And I think it's really important. We've all lost, I feel, particularly yeah. through COVID, a lot of people yeah. have lost who they are. They just feel like mm-hmm. they're just getting through. I need another mm. job. I need to do this. Mm. Yeah, everything's mm. hard. And I think for me, running has actually been a, a saviour through COVID because mm. we didn't know how things were going to go. Oh, mm. um, sorry, you can hear my Fine. talk. There's a dog here. See what I mean? There's things I can't control. It is. Um, but, but use your running as um, a powerful way to do things with your life um, and experience Different aspects of life. Mm. I've been to different countries to run. I've Mm. been to different states. I've run with different people, Mm. and all all of them has just been, you know, a wonderful experience. Mm. I wouldn't have done that if I was sitting at home doing just watching the telly
0: or watching the telly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I love that. All right. It has been incredible to speak with you. Um, But before we go. Can you give me some tips for beginner runners? So if somebody comes up to you and says, Nick, how would I start running? I see that you're a crazy runner and doing silly <laughs> things. Um, how would you, How would I start? What would you suggest to them?
1: I always said, I'm going to get a well-fitted pair of shoes. Yeah. And, and socks two. to go two, with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I used to say, I'm, I will meet you and we'll do it together. So wow. I'll take them somewhere away from where there's lots of people yeah. and we start with a walk and then I'll say we're just gonna run for hundred meters, then yeah. we're gonna walk again, then we're yeah. gonna run for another hundred. And sometimes they surprise me and they're actually running the whole yeah. pretty much the whole way and we might just run a couple of kilometers and I'll go, okay, go home, do some stretches, we'll try again in a couple of days. Wow. And before you know it, they're calling you <laughs> when we're going again. And you make a group chat and then or bring other people in. And then you're running with other people as well. See, so when you want to start, you want to make sure you've got right equipment, so you're not hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. And you want to run with people who have the same um, outlook, maybe outlook on life. Yeah. So I wouldn't certainly um, think you're going to go. This is every day's a PB. I always say yeah. that to people. It's not yeah. um, great if you want PBs, but you've got to train to get there. Yeah. And look, it took me five years before I thought I was a runner, but I was yeah. running thousands of kilometers a year so that's why I say to people find people to run with you that will motivate you to get out because it's very hard when it's cold weather or even a really hot day in summer uh, I won't run but if someone's going to meet you you won't let them down runners have got this funny thing oh I know I've got the house burning down but I've got to run so I can't let them down and you go to what you do you drop things to go on a run
0: you do because you're committed to do that so you've got this little um, yeah
1: so make thing make your yourself a, a a group or join something like the Lancet's running buddies it's not a race it's any pace yeah. and that's true. They don't push you to do more than what you can do you can turn back at any time but you start getting that um, running talk with mm. people, the connections and the connections are really important. It's not a team sport but honestly I actually think it is.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually the number of people on this podcast who've said, you know, if it wasn't for the people that I've met, uh, I I maybe wouldn't still be running. Like it's it's been the main thing for them, not just their health and uh, and fitness yeah. and things, but it's actually been the people that they've met that's been such a big focus of their running, and their continuing continuing. To it's run. got to
1: be enjoyable. People don't need to do things that aren't enjoyable. That's called work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, running's not supposed to be work. Yes, no. it's effort. Yeah. there's definitely effort involved. But take your time and just allow yourself to have the highs and lows. You know, you might come home with shin splints and go, okay, well, I need to settle back a bit on what I'm doing. Or people might say you need to climb hills and you're like don't like them, but eventually you'll come to love them, yeah. especially when you're finished. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, usually I always say an uphill, is usually a downhill. <laughs> so I kind of really like downhills. So you can't have one without the other. <laughs> you know, kind of like- exactly. So, and yeah. get on
1: to Strava. Strava it's really good to look at where you're going. I don't use it to compare um, because no one day is ever the same as another yeah. day. So, I never compare anything. Yeah. I don't compare people and I don't compare days. Yeah. But it's good to look back and go, wow, I actually ran 100K in a week and a half. I didn't even know wow. that. And then you go, that feels good. Yeah. So, it's a way of encouraging yourself to get to the next thing that you want to do because you're going to start looking at Strava it's a bit like looking at Facebook I suppose
0: yeah yeah well <laughs> but, but maybe healthier I don't know depending on who you are now you do it <laughs> and you give yourself a pat on
1: the back there you go look at absolutely her. I don't use it as a oh gosh I didn't do so well look at it and go I did it mm. I got there
0: <laughs> I love that all right
1: Nicole, it has been a delight to get to know you a little
0: bit better and, and learn a bit more about your journey. It really is very inspirational. I'm sure everyone's going to be just as uh, inspired as I have listening oh, to this you. chat. You really are a delight. So, thank you for sharing some time with us. I do appreciate it.
1: I think it's wonderful what you're doing. Keep thank it you. up. I've been listening to them, they're fantastic. Oh, thanks.
0: And your life is so busy and so crazy with everything going on with work and everything else it's um i'm just feel very blessed that you have found some time that we could um you're welcome stay on and uh, i'll say goodbye to you (laughs) as well thanks thank you for listening to the fit mind fit body podcast i'd love to talk to you about your running journey so send me a message on facebook or on the website and let's do it for a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website, fitmindfitbody.co, and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to
1: start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.